exactly how it works. You can leverage your prior learning experience in pursuit of your degree uh, or your journey at WGU. We've had just, I guess, alumni stories are probably the best to kind of. Welcome to Diversity Dish, where we're dishing on everything diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice related. My name is Sidrola Maruska, and we're bridging the gap between what needs to be said and what needs to be heard. Those individual experiences that are often ignored or simply dismissed. Sometimes I'm dining alone, sometimes I'm dining with friends, and sometimes I'm dining a la carte. No matter how I'm dining, it promises to be delicious. Let's dig in. Rick Benbow is the Western Regional Vice President for Western Governors University, WGU. Throughout his career in academia, Rick has been passionate about creating innovation in higher education. With its online competency-based learning model, WGU offers Rick the ability to combine his interests in technology and love for data with his drive to remove boundaries for anyone who wants to pursue an education. As an advocate for the underserved, Rick believes in the power of education to open pathways to opportunity and transform communities. Welcome back to Diversity Dish. So glad you decided to come back. Today, my guest is Richard Benbow, Rick Benbow. Uh, hi, Rick. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I am well. It's good to have you. I know we've got this time difference going. I'm on the East Coast and you're on the West Coast. So <laughs> thank yeah, you for waking here. up early. Not a problem. A little early out here, but uh, more than happy to join you this morning. Thank you for having me uh, and making the time for me as well. Well, it is my pleasure. So before we get into all of this, I think that the best, I usually start with this question. And so it usually takes us where we need to go. And that is, what are you most passionate about right now, Rick? Right now, I am most passionate about creating pathways to opportunities for adult learners. I know it sounds very cliche and very corporate-like, uh, but that is our corporate mission. Uh, I've been with Western Governors University now two years. Uh, I came over from a traditional higher ed institution. And I must say that working for WGU, creating pathways to opportunity, finding you know, affordable, flexible pathways for those who seek education, and availing them to the WGU platform uh, where they can you know, pursue uh, degrees in, in business, information technology, healthcare, uh, education. It's affordable, it's a flexible uh, pathway. And I think at this point in time, post pandemic, folks are looking for how they can have relevant skills in this new workforce that is developing. And I just get so excited and passionate as someone who firmly believes in the power of higher education and the opportunities that it can it can open up and the doors that it can expose you to this is a way that you can do it where you don't have to mortgage your future in order to do that and so i think it gives everybody kind of like the human right to improve themselves through education again without taking on a whole lot of debt and I am just super, super excited 
and shouting from the mountaintop, if you will, that there is a different way, there is a more affordable way, there is a flexible way in which you can pursue your dreams, and it's through WGU. I, you know, I, I love that. I, you said a whole mouthful there, which is fantastic. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of rein it back a little bit because we're going to start from the very beginning. You work for Western Governors University. And from what I've read, it is a competency-based online university. Can you tell us exactly what that means? It is basically the university of you. It is an innovative way of education. It's a different type of education. Uh, number one, we're 100% online. Mm -hmm. uh, and you mentioned competency-based. Competency-based means that you can demonstrate mastery of the skills and competencies associated with the course. It is really based on learning and not necessarily seat time. And so as you feel that you can demonstrate mastery of these skills and competencies associated with the course, uh, you can raise your hand, take the assessment, pass the final and move on. The more traditional route uh, requires you to sit the entire semester before you advance. Mm -hmm. uh, the competency-based model is something that is really adopted, I guess, maybe from a military background, mm -hmm. whereas you get promoted as you gain various skills and competencies. That's how you raise and rank in, in, in the military. Our founders uh, adopted those principles and incorporated them into Western Governors University, really trying to serve uh, those students who weren't necessarily traditionally well served by traditional uh, institutions. 100% online, affordable, flexible. Our tuition model is six month flat rate fee schedule. Mm -hmm. So as many courses as you can pass within that six months, the price point doesn't change. And right now, tuition hovers just a little over $4,000 per six-month term. And so we really give students the power to control those costs mm -hmm. uh, and really somewhat control the time they put in, into it. Uh, they access courses when they want on their time. They take exams when they want. And if they're motivated, they can accelerate to completion. And that gives the student the ability to control the barriers of time. Mm -hmm. uh, and if they accelerate, also uh, control um, the cost associated with pursuing a degree. Wow, that sounds like a really different, uh, a completely different model than, than we're used to, which I think is good because I think that everything needs to evolve. And I think that the ways that we've been learning has not evolved for a long time and it doesn't work for everybody. Is Western Governors University an accredited university? We are regionally accredited, which is the same accreditation that uh, the majority of state schools, state institutions have. I believe at one point in time, it is, well, it is the uh, most sought after uh, accreditation for institutions in higher ed. And so we are regionally accredited, yes. And we're nonprofit. <laughs> Right. That was going to be my other question. <laughs> because, you know, we have to kind of make sure of these things. Sometimes, you know, I've, you know, historically there have been schools that have popped up and students have gone to these schools and they're not necessarily accredited and they are for profit. So therefore they take the money and they run. And so it's good to know that this is definitely one of those options that is that is accredited 
and that is not for profit. So therefore you are vested in what it is that you're doing. And I love that. So when I'm listening to you talk about the school, WGU, my thoughts come to the skills that we learn outside of the classroom being relevant to the the work that you're that you're having people learn for their degrees so for example let's say you have life experiences as a throw something out as is as a cna a, a certified nursing assistant and a lot of the information that you've garnered let's say in three years you have that information in your head and now you go to wgu and you want to pursue a full-on nursing degree. You guys have nursing degrees? Yes. So the information that you've learned as a CNA will benefit you because you'll have certain competencies towards that already. Is that how, is that how you imagine it? Because that's how I see it. That is exactly how it works. You can leverage your prior learning experience in pursuit of your degree uh, or your journey at WGU. We've had just, I guess alumni stories are probably the best to kind of provide an example. So we had a student uh, who graduated from um, high school and immediately because of life circumstances, finances, whatever the case may be, before attending college, or he couldn't attend a community college full-time. He had to work full-time and attend community college part-time. On that track, it took him six years to graduate with his associate's degree. Mm. Uh, but during that six-year time frame, he was working in human resources. Uh, he gained a lot of skills, and a lot of competencies. I think he even earned uh, some certificates from the Society of Human Resource Management. He applied those certificates for credit into WGU, enrolled in our College of Business, uh, pursuing in our HR program. Mm-hmm. Uh, he leveraged that six years of experience in HR and his certificates from the Society of Human Resource Management to accelerate to his degree. Uh, he realized, and there were some courses that he already had the knowledge, and he could simply raise his hand, take the assessment, and demonstrate mastery of those skills and competencies simply mm-hmm. because of that past work experience. And mm-hmm. he accelerated to his bachelor's in human resources, I want to say within a year. Mm was able to get a raise at work, mm-hmm. came back to earn his MBA, again, leveraging that knowledge he had from his BA in human resources, mm-hmm. is now seven years of human resource work uh, in real world uh, terms, and accelerate his MBA and then receive another job offer outside of his current role. And so that is the power of the competency-based model. Uh, mm-hmm. You absolutely have opportunity to leverage that prior learning experience and demonstrate mastery of those skills and competencies associated with the course so that you can accelerate. Again, being able to control the barriers sometimes for us, finance barriers, as well Mm -hmm. as time barriers. Right. And you say that you have a flat fee, six months fee. And so are you able to determine how you can pay that within the six months so you can do six monthly payments or does it have to be all at one time hey thanks for listening my name is Cedrola maruska and i help entrepreneurs and small businesses go from mediocre to magnificent by transforming their cultures to be more equitable and inclusive 
To find out how we can work together, go to diversitydish.com, where you'll find my consulting, coaching, and speaker information. Diversitydish.com. I look forward to working with you. You can break it off and break it into, into monthly payments. But we also have uh, financial aid, and you can qualify for federal financial aid. Uh, and so there are a number of ways in which uh, we can attack uh, the tuition associated with uh, attending WGU. Uh, but I would say that you, our price point is probably a, is more affordable, I would say, than the traditional route. Yeah. Uh, again, the ability to uh, you know control that cost by accelerating. I think it's a huge, huge win, uh, an opportunity for those who have maybe not pursued degrees or uh, getting reskilled or upskilled simply because of the price tag or the cost associated with returning to a more traditional university. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you are located in, well, you're an online organization. So you work with people across the country? Yes, we are nationwide, and I was going to go back to that point uh, earlier. Yeah, we've been around 25 years. Uh, okay. We're celebrating our 25th anniversary this year. We have graduated or conferred over 250,000 degrees. Uh, currently enrolled uh, nationwide, we're over, a little over 130,000 current students now. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, we graduated, it was like 49,000 students. Wow. So you don't bring all those students somewhere to graduate them. They all just, do they all just graduate remotely? <laughs> Actually, we, we, we have in-person uh, commencements throughout the country. Uh, okay. and folks, no matter where they are uh, in the country, they can sign up and attend. Uh, we had one in Las Vegas, I want to say last November. We had another one February in Dallas. And I will be heading to Phoenix next week. Uh, for our Phoenix commencement. Okay. All right. Well, that's great. I've never, this is my first time hearing about Western Governors University. So I'm, and I really am intrigued by the, the way that you, you, you do the, the work of helping people get to degrees faster because based on what the information that they already know, because it's so true. You can go into a classroom and go, oh, I know a lot of these things, but I have to sit through this class for the eight, 12 weeks and then do all the, the things and then move on. Whereas you're saying, if you know it, move on, which is which I think works really well for, for different people's and different people's lifestyles. Correct. Do you find, what, what is the average age of the students that you have? The average age nationwide, I think, covers around 34. Uh, okay. We deal with an older uh, student. Yeah. Like probably those students who may have started college, but for whatever reason, couldn't return or persist. Uh, so we tend to skew a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think, and there's a great, great population of folks out there who can benefit from something like this, not only to enhance their career trajectory, but also for employers who yes. find themselves looking for new sources of talent. Mm-hmm. And this worker learner or this adult learner, uh, if you will, uh, is someone who um, is seasoned because they've had 
a number of years uh, working. They're a little bit more persistent and resilient because they had to deal with, you know, maybe raising a family, other life circumstances uh, that I think make them a little bit more suited to deal with kind of like the work environment. Not to say that, you know, new graduates who go the traditional route can't, but there's a new population out there, I think untapped source of talent out there in this worker learner or this adult learner. Yeah. As a person who works with equity, inclusion, and diversity, to me, this seems like a great way to kind of help build equity into higher education, as well as being able to go into different fields of work. Because one of the main stumbling blocks to getting a higher education is how much you have to borrow. Like you said, how much, what is it? You ransom your future for right now. So you're, you're, you're taking incredible amounts of, of money up front thinking, okay, I'm going to get this education. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get a job and the bubble bursts and you still have this debt that is looming and you don't have a job that can pay you enough for you to adequately pay this debt. And so I think that what you're doing is help is saying, one, we can get you to that job faster because we take into account everything that you know. We're, 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 we're all inclusive, basically all inclusive of all the information that you have. If you know you can pass this course, you can, you can do this. Two, you're saying we're not asking for your firstborn child and an arm and a leg so that you can do this. We're saying we give you this time to do it and you have an extended amount of time to pay it. And you also have the opportunity to have financial aid if necessary to do this so that it, it is not something where you're now losing sleep because you can't pay, pay your student loans. And I think that that is, I think that model is just fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, our model was designed to remove those barriers. Mm-hmm. And I think our founders uh, and the folks that I work with on a daily basis understand that. And we strive to be the most student-centric university in existence. Everything we do is for that student Mm -hmm. uh, to persist and to attain and absolutely have those credentials in hand to seek the opportunities that are available. Uh, One of the things that I find about this model, uh, number one, higher ed is, you know, super competitive, you know, from the Ivies to the publics, Super, super, super competitive. Mm-hmm. One of the things that, I mean, just really resonates with me, one of our pillars and mantras is that we want to reinvigorate the promise of higher education. Mm-hmm. When you take out, you know, student loans and that, that large debt looming over you and you graduate to your point and you're looking for that job and that job may not, the, what you went to school for may not be the career you end up in simply because that student loan payment is due mm-hmm. and you find yourself not necessarily pursuing the job that you wanted, but taking the job that you can get. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that hurts our ability for career advancement Yes, because the degree is not aligned with your experience. Yep. The WGU model, I think has the opportunity 
or presents uh, the opportunity to better align your work experience with your degree program. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is the ultimate value that you have in the workforce. The quicker you can get those two aligned, the more valuable you will be in the workforce. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you can do that in an affordable way and you can do it quickly, you're ahead of the game. You're ahead right. of the game and you have uh, agency, if you will, in your career trajectory. Right. I also think that companies now are starting to look at more the value that people bring beyond a degree as well. And so having them looking at that is helpful, but having a degree from WGU says they've looked at, we've, we've taken account into your, your experience into account in order for you to get this degree. And so it kind of, I would think it would make them more interesting candidates to go in to any workplace and say, yeah, you know, I was able to get this degree because of the work experience that I've had, the, the competencies that I have gained in, you know, so many years and put it into this degree. So I'm not just bringing this degree. I've already have a, a lot of uh, knowledge behind that comes with this degree, because I know when I graduated, people wanted three and five years of experience. And I thought to myself, how am I supposed to get three and five years of experience when I just graduated? Exactly. 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 I think the competency-based model, we call it the earn and learn model. For companies at this particular time, uh, where we have been dealing with the skill shortage uh, in this country for a number of years, I think uh, there's a poll out by the Society of Human Resource Management that indicates Number one, absolutely, that recruiters are finding it more difficult to identify candidates. Uh, the root cause of that is that they're saying that these candidates lack the skills necessary for the job. Mm -hmm. So now, I think, coming out of the pandemic, if the true goal is advancing equity and creating those equitable opportunities mm -hmm. uh, to ensure that you are doing the absolute best uh, to increase your shareholder value. And I think statistics show that diverse companies absolutely mm -hmm. bring value. Mm -hmm. Here's an opportunity for you to maybe redesign how you recruit, identify those different sources of talent. And I think the competency-based model is one that can definitely help corporations uh, recruit diverse talent pools on-ramp people, mm -hmm. upskill, reskill existing workforce that they have, mm -hmm. um, and also provide an off-ramp for those employees or their workforce that may not necessarily contribute to obtaining their objectives. When you look at companies like Target, who recently announced that they're investing $300 million in their employee development, mm -hmm. uh, they've increased their salaries. Uh, from $15 an hour to $24 an hour. Mm -hmm. Embedded in this $300 million investment is a pathway to a higher education degree, the earn and learn model. Mm -hmm. So now Target has really raised their hand 
mm-hmm. uh, to a lot of the workers, you know, to indicate number one, if you're looking for a higher salary, come to Target. Uh, if you want a career path and a, and a degree, come to Target. Amazon has announced something very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so all these companies, I think, are onto something mm-hmm. uh, that allows them to recruit in a more diverse and equitable way, mm-hmm. but also provide uh, pathways to a more diverse workforce that they have to retain these employees a lot longer. And so I, I think it's a model that can fit, but one that definitely should be in conversations in boardrooms as companies grapple with advancing equity and coming out of this coming out of this pandemic. Yes. Absolutely. So are there any other schools that are using the same model or are you the pioneer? <laughs> uh, we, we were the, we are the pioneer and I think others are, are replicating uh, the model. I think Southern New Hampshire is one that has a competency-based component. Mm, okay. uh, I know there are conversations even here in California where they're trying to adopt uh, competency-based models. Again, we've been at this 25 years. Right. It didn't take a pandemic for us to <laughs> go online and being able to serve underserved student populations. We, we've done this pretty well over the last 25 years, and we're looking to continuously innovate. Be, again, student-centric and remove those barriers that prevent people from pursuing higher education. And we talked about, you know, recruiting diverse and, and companies have changing the way that they recruit. One of the efforts that we have is leading an organization or a consortium of groups uh, called Open Skills Network, where companies, you know, we're now looking to hire based on skills and competencies. And can you validate the skills and competencies? Right now you present the degree, but there is no validation of skills and competencies associated <laughs> with the particular job. Right. Companies are discovering that, you know, the degree doesn't necessarily mean that they have the complete package to fulfill the duties and responsibilities of that job. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're leading the conversation of, you know, providing badges uh, for the skills and competencies that our students earn and being able to, number one, have students understand the skills and competencies they have in their own portfolio. Right. Uh, but also companies doing the hiring, understand, understanding what skills and competencies associated with that particular occupation. Mm-hmm. Now employer and then potential employee can speak the same language and absolutely determine if there is there is alignment. And again, that could maybe take out some of the bias mm-hmm. uh, in recruiting and again, create more equitable uh, opportunities uh, and diverse uh, for a diverse uh, recruiting uh, pool. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I do. I really love, I love that the whole model and I think you know, because what it reminds me of, we, we homeschooled our daughter for a year and a half because when she was in the second grade, she was getting really bored with school and she was very verbal about it because my daughter, when she was going to kindergarten, we said, what are you looking forward to going to kindergarten? She said, homework. I was <laughs> like, I don't think that's happening then, honey, but okay. Um, so that was the, the, the type of student that she was. And so when she really started getting bored in second grade, we said, okay, we, we pulled her out and we did homeschooling and we went at her pace. So if she gained something and we knew that she could do it, we just kept it moving. We didn't worry about 
oh, she's supposed to be at the third grade level or anything like that, which is, which sounds a little bit like what you're saying. It's like, well, if you can do it, just move on. Let's keep moving. And so she was able to, she, she thrived with it. When she went back to school, she realized that she was ahead of the other students because we were doing her, we didn't have anyone to wait for. We had only her to, 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 to work with. So whatever she knew how to do, she just could do it. And so your model sounds a lot like that homeschool model where it's like, if you can do this, keep it moving, let's keep going. And until we get to something that, oh, okay, we need a little bit more time here. Let's, let's slow it down. Let's take it in and let's do it. And then let's keep, keep on moving. That is another beauty of the competency-based model. Again, you can leverage what you already know and accelerate so that you can focus more time on the things that you have yet to learn and spend right. more time there. Again, the competency-based model is, is, I think, a game changer yeah. uh, for a lot of folks because we don't all learn the same way. No, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's flexible, it's affordable, uh, it's accessible. And again, you can learn according to your best style, whether it's studying at two o'clock in the morning while everybody's asleep in the house or, you know, maybe at lunch hour, whatever mm -hmm. the case may be, you're not restricted by this one particular, you know, construct, if you will. Right. I imagine that you can keep costs down because you're 100% online. Correct. Do you have any opportunities for students to get together beyond graduation? you know, to do anything, any social things together, you know, as students do. <laughs> yeah, each region, because uh, we're divided in regions, uh, okay. so we do have uh, alumni networks okay. uh, that we're establishing, you know, throughout uh, the country. We mm -hmm. also have uh, opportunities to volunteer where mm -hmm. alumni can come together and meet and greet. Uh, we have networking sessions. So there are other things that we can do. Uh, to kind of build up that uh, WGU Night Owl bond. Uh, right. Okay. I love it. Well, I'm really excited about hearing about this, and I'm really excited to share. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> I think because, you know, in my mind, I just think, you know, I, well, I'm always thinking about equity and inclusion, and I'm, I think that this is something that really helps with that, helps create a more equitable um, avenue into the workforce where people don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> so. Yes. So before I know we're getting short on time. So before I let you go, is there anything that you would like to say that I have not asked or that we have not touched upon yet in this conversation? No, I've had a wonderful, wonderful time this morning. I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. Anytime I can talk about education and alternative pathways to attainment, yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. I am one of those, uh, I mean, it was funny, we're sitting here talking, and you homeschooled your daughter, and I remember she was teaching me how to write cursive, my name in cursive and all that, and then I would go to school, and I was completely bored. Because yeah. learning, you know, cursive writing, and I refused to do the work because I already knew it. I had to sit until someone just said, you know what, we can move him on. Yes. Uh, so I completely, completely understand it. Uh, but the other thing about it 
is that I was also that one who, I mean, I believe in, in higher education and I'm willing to bet on myself. Mm-hmm. And so I was one to take the risk and take out those student loans. Yeah. Uh, in the midst of a recession, I graduated, you know, undergrad and I had an internship for three years in the aerospace industry. Mm-hmm. And when I graduated, there was a downsizing in the aerospace industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I received another job uh, and was denied a promotion and felt that I needed a master's to get the promotion. So I took out more student debt to go yeah. get that master's degree. There are different ways. Yeah. And because of the pandemic, I think we are now more willing to accept the value and the, the impact that online education can have. It's more acceptable now. Yeah. Because um, everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. But to do it in an affordable way that allows you to, you know, remain balanced and whole mm-hmm. uh, without taking all that student debt to me is is a game changer for a lot of folks who find themselves looking around for the next opportunity or trying to figure out what they need to do for that next opportunity. Right. And I just want to say that, you know, here is a way. Yeah. We can hear and please look me up if you have any questions and I'm happy, happy, happy to help. I'm, I'll definitely be linking all your, whatever I can find <laughs> in my show notes so that people can find you. <laughs> so before I let you go, Rick, I have to ask you, because I know everybody's waiting to hear, what is your favorite dish? I'm a breakfast person. Okay. Uh, so I will come home sometimes and have breakfast for dinner. Oh. Uh, but my favorite is turkey bacon. Scrambled eggs with cheese and onions and one pancake with butter and syrup. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> that sounds delicious. I love, I love that too. I love having breakfast, whatever. That's I love it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here, Rick. And I am so excited. I can't even tell you about hearing about Western Governors University and the alternate, uh, the alternative that you are offering to the traditional way of education and um, creating a more equitable pathway to education. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Hey, did you enjoy that episode? If so, please leave a review. It would mean the world, but only if it's a good one and you really did enjoy it. In which case, it would be awesome if you help support my work over at patreon.com backslash Cedrola Maruska. And finally, before you go, don't forget diversitydish.com. I'd love to work with you. See you soon.